and welcome to another episode of Headlines presented by the Coast News Group. It's Tuesday, November 24th. I am Ryan Wolt, recapping your North County San Diego news from the past few days. This episode of the Headlines podcast is being recorded a day early due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but there is still plenty to recap from the Coast News. At the time of this recording, San Diego County is reporting that there has been a total of 72,815 cases of COVID-19 in the region. 42 additional resident deaths in the past six days brings our overall coronavirus death total to 968. The rolling 14-day positivity rate jumped significantly to 5.0%. The county's adjusted case rate has not yet been released for the week, but regardless of the total, the county will continue to be in the purple tier, the lowest tier for planned reopening. However you plan on spending your holiday, it is strongly recommended that you wear a mask, stay socially distant from those outside your household, and wash your hands often. With COVID-19 infections surging across the state, Governor Gavin Newsom issued a limited stay-at-home order prohibiting all non-essential activities and gatherings between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. That applies to all counties in the restrictive purple tier. That includes San Diego, Orange, and L.A. County. The order will remain in force until 5 a.m. on December 21st. According to the governor's office, the order is aimed at reducing opportunities for spread of the virus, noting that activities conducted overnight are often non-essential and more likely related to social activities and gatherings that have a higher likelihood of leading to reduced inhibitions and reduced likelihood for adherence to safety measures, like wearing a face mask. The order is not a hard curfew, indicating that people can still go outside to walk their dog at 11 p.m., for example, if that is their normal routine. He said the idea is to cut off activities and gatherings of people that can promote virus spread. Stone Brewing has announced that it'll be donating more than $140,000 to its former employees who were laid off due to COVID-19 shutdowns. This is the second round of disbursements from what the company calls the Team Stone Relief Fund. Back in April, Stone laid off more than 300 employees after statewide orders forced them and numerous other businesses to close down in March. The brewery, which has two World Bistro and Gardens locations, including one in Escondido, as well as several taprooms in San Diego County, reopened its doors at the beginning of June, but faced criticism for not hiring back a majority of their own employees. In response, Stone Brewing executives contributed part of their salaries into the Team Stone Relief Fund, to support laid-off employees. Employees who applied received $1,000 each. Since then, the Team Stone Fund continued to receive donations, which has enabled the brewery to do a second round of disbursements. In a follow-up to a story from last week, San Diego Superior Court Judge Kenneth J. Medell denied a request by four San Diego County businesses, Cowboy Star Restaurant and Butcher Shop, Home and Away Encinitas, Fit Athletic Club, and Bear Republic Fitness, seeking to resume indoor operations despite the county's recent slide into the purple tier of the state's coronavirus reopening plan. The businesses sought a temporary restraining order halting the prohibition on indoor operations, contending that San Diego County's increased case numbers are not a result of exposures at restaurants, gyms, and other types of businesses impacted by the closures. While Judge Medell and the state conceded pandemic restrictions have created negative economic impacts for businesses, both stated that public health concerns outweighed those harms. In his ruling, Medell wrote, In the court's mind, the impact on public health of dismantling a portion of the state's COVID-19 response designed to reduce community spread outweighs the economic harm to the plaintiffs. 
a San Diego-based telemarketing company, Marketing Support Systems, was fined nearly $10 million by the Federal Communications Commission for making more than 47,000 robocalls over a two-day period, leveling false accusations against a local state assembly candidate and manipulating caller ID information to appear as though one of their competitors were actually the ones making the calls. About one week prior to the 2018 primary election, in which Philip Graham unsuccessfully sought to represent the 76th Assembly District. Shortly before that primary, a woman accused Graham of kissing her against her will in an Encinitas bar, triggering a sheriff's department investigation that concluded the claim was unfounded. Nicole Bergen, the woman at the heart of the allegation, later pled guilty to filing a false report. According to the FCC, the robocall messages repeated Bergen's claim and caller ID information was manipulated to make the calls appear as though they originated from another telemarketing company, Homitel, resulting in that company receiving a multitude of angry complaints, as well as a cease and desist letter from candidate Graham. The calls violated the Truth in Caller ID Act, prohibiting the manipulation of caller ID information with the intent to defraud, cause harm, or wrongfully obtain anything of value. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors have approved changes to a proposed tobacco retail license ordinance intended to reduce usage by minors and hold retailers more accountable. The board voted 4-1, to with Kristen Gaspar dissenting. With three new amendments, the board will make 18 the minimum age for a store clerk to handle a tobacco sale, it'll allow for the transfer of a tobacco retail license from the owner to immediate family members, and establish licensing fees. If passed, the proposal would set minimums on pack size and price for sales, allow the county to enforce minimum age laws, and a previously adopted ban on flavored tobacco products. Finally, it'll prohibit the sale of tobacco products at pharmacies. The proposed ordinance does not affect hookah tobacco use and will require a second reading in December before being made into law. And now, a quick word from our sponsor, Lazy Acres Natural Market. If you want to eat, drink, and be lazy this holiday season, Encinitas's very own Lazy Acres Natural Market is offering fully prepared and ready to reheat meals to make it easy for you to ring in the holidays. Order online at lazyacres.com ASAP. It's already Thanksgiving. The experts at Lazy Acres will handle all of the details of your holiday meal so that you can kick back and relax. Details at lazyacres.com. And we're back. District Court Judge Todd W. Robinson has dismissed local group Save the Parks lawsuit against the Cardiff School District, ending a court-ordered preliminary injunction and a year-long string of legal battles over the rebuild of Cardiff Elementary School. In an unexpected reversal earlier this fall, the National Park Service rescinded their original approval of several Cardiff Elementary School construction elements that had committed to reworking plans in accordance with the district and California Department of Parks and Recreation. Judge Robinson warned the district about the importance of maintaining National Park Service approval, saying that if they fail to abide by the obligations they have made to the NPS, the case could be reopened. A grassroots group of Del Mar residents gathered more than enough signatures to call for a referendum on a lightning rod rezoning decision recently made by the Del Mar City Council. To comply with its current state-certified affordable housing plan, the City Council voted 2-2 to to upzone land parcels in the North Commercial Area near the San Dieguito Lagoon. The upzone would allow for higher-density multifamily residential development, including lower-income units to meet state-mandated affordable housing targets, on land currently vacant or occupied by commercial buildings. The decision has since been hotly contested, 
and featured prominently in campaigns leading up to the recent city council election. While those in favor fear state-imposed penalties, those opposed say the North Commercial Area is poorly suited for high-density housing and want to propose alternatives to the state government. A group of about 20 residents set out to gather enough signatures to call a referendum, hoping to reverse the council's decision. According to state law, the group needed at least 345 signatures, and according to an unofficial count from a city staffer, they got 602. Assuming the Register of Voters certifies the signature results without any hitches, the council will be forced to choose either to repeal the upzoning or else put it up to public vote. Those are the key Coast News headlines from the past week. Thanks to our great Coast News reporters, Lexi Brot, Jay Paris, Catherine Allen, Samantha Nelson, Dan Brindell, Steve Petersky, Caitlin Steinberg, and Tagus Lane, whose stories we recap each week. You can find all of their stories and more on thecoastnews.com or pick up a copy of the Coast Newspaper. You can find them all over North County. If you like this show and want to hear more podcasts from the Coast News, please help support our podcast programming by becoming a monthly supporter. Click the support link on the coastnews.com podcast directory or on anchor.fm. You can find links in this show's notes. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing this show. This episode of Headlines was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is the editor-in-chief. The Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're wishing you a safe, healthy, and happy holiday weekend. Check back every Wednesday for your local news headlines.